Welcome back to another episode of Five Stars and That's No Moon, a Star Wars podcast by fans and for fans in Singapore. Hello, Jed. Welcome back. Hi, Azmi. Yay. So as you can gather, we don't have a fixed schedule for this show. There probably will be times when there'll be longer gaps between episodes and then shorter gaps between episodes when there's a lot of Star Wars related stuff. But this episode is an interesting one. It's an interesting topic, I think, to Singaporeans. And if you're not Singaporean, we'd ask you to please stick with us because I think you'll eventually find it interesting as well. Asmi, what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about a Singapore drama series revolving around a few teenagers uh, learning about saber combat. Do you think that's an interesting yeah. premise to you? I think that's an interesting premise for a few reasons, right? So Singapore TV, a lot of Singaporeans are understandably frustrated with Singapore TV. I think there are a lot of reasons why we feel that Singapore TV, especially in the English language, has a certain standard which it doesn't seem to achieve and there's a lot of frustration with it. I think a lot of that has to do with censorship, also has to do with certain standards that are imposed. And it's frustrating because, you know, there's no shortage of talent in Singapore. But it's just that there's so many limitations that are put on the people who want to go into this industry that they get disillusioned very quickly. But I think there are still people who manage to achieve escape velocity, who manage to create things that can transcend kind of those boundaries. Uh, I don't know if Lightspeed is one of those things, but Lightspeed is a show that it's on TV, right? But it's also on MeWatch. You can also watch it online. And I think MediaCorp has even put it on their YouTube channel. So if you want, you can watch, I think, the first several episodes on their YouTube channel. And it is a half-hour format. And it's I think I would characterize it as a comedy drama, a sports comedy drama. So it's very much following the kind of Karate Kid formula, where there is like a misfit or delinquent at school who suddenly discovers this sport and there's this like a master with an interesting past who trains him and he finds purpose and all he has to hide it from his his parents and his teachers and there's kind of a camaraderie that forms but the sport in this case is specifically saber combat <laughs> yeah it's uh it's what you said uh it's very uh, typical of such a sports um martial arts kind of a series where where some some fella young fellas like like really is a troublemaker in school and then like finds purpose and peace in life through to such a spot in this case saber combat yeah and in this case our young troublemaker is a character named max played by marcus chiao so he has just moved to a new school like he got kicked out of his previous school for a violent incident where he got upset with these two bullies then he trashed a sign slab so he was kicked out and now he's in a new school so in this new school he meets a bunch of other teenagers so there's like the the kind of stuck up prefect Reza, who's uh, played by this actor called um, Shia Rizwan. They're all like young actors, the four main cast. And then he reconnects with his old friend, Kai, played by Ian Lee. And then the fourth member of the group is a girl named Annabelle, played by Emily Yong. So the four of, the four of them like, are into saber combat and then they are like coach. Their teacher is this guy who runs a gaming shop uh i forgot the <laughs> character's name but he's played uh, by daryl young what's his he name called? his name is daniel his character's name is daniel daniel right yeah, yeah. played by daryl young uh with like i don't know is it a wig <laughs> i don't know whether it's a wig or not but it's like this very strange haircut that i he think has. i think it's the and, it's a kind of korean hairstyle kind of thing i don't know right yeah he he also like like he has like you know the, the mustache and he's supposed to look like a bit scruffy and he is uh nerf uh, herder the... yes yes <laughs> scruffy looking nerf herder right he's the mentor who's kind of cool and you don't expect him to impart life lessons to them but he eventually dares and then the other characters uh include the main character's mom um max's mom and then the teacher 
Is, is she called Miss Fong? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's Charlene and, Fong yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, Charlene Fong. Yeah. So that is a. It's mainly like a school setting, and I think they are all sixteen. So they are all sec four. So some of them also have a part time job, and part of the thing is they are bullies. They are like rival teams, and 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 nobody. I mean, what? And nobody seems to be concerned yeah. about the looming O levels. No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> it is very much they are taking kind of the American school, uh, high school drama formula and putting it onto a Singapore system, which. Which has been done like a lot, like you know, Moment High and and all of those old kind of Channel Five TV shows. Yeah, they watch a lot of the American high school dramas and try to superimpose that formula onto a Singapore system. So not a lot of things track completely, but it's kind of fun to see the formula of a sports drama with the context of saber combat. And I lost my mind watching the first episode because. <laughs> When you describe this to me and you're like, Jet, you have to watch this. My main question was, does Star Wars exist in the world of Lightspeed? What is the origin of lightsabers? Because as we know, in real life, Star Wars is yeah. the origin of lightsabers, right? Like, um, yes, it's kind of interesting. Right. In, in the early concept art, everybody was gonna have a lightsaber. Stormtroopers would have lightsabers. Everyone would have lightsabers. And then, kind of later on, I think the save cost still like, all right, we're gonna make lightsabers special. <laughs> it's a special like Jedi weapon. And yeah, you know the rest is history, right? The original Luke's lightsaber handle that was a Graflex camera flash holder, and then Obi Wan's was made from like old World War One grenades, and those were the origins of the very first lightsabers. And since then, Star Wars is something where fans are dedicated to really, really specific components of it. So there are fans who are super, super dedicated to lightsabers, like collecting replicas of lightsabers, building replicas of lightsabers, and then to saber combat. So, yeah. Azmi, you have a little bit of experience, <laughs> let's say, with, with saber combat. Can you give us a bit of your background on this sport? Yeah, even in uh, specific uh, sections of lightsabers, like people, uh, Star Wars fans who are into lightsabers, there are different categories, you know, like, like people who collect the replicas, people who do custom sabers, and also people who do... Uh, saber combat as well as um, do choreography performances uh, such as myself. Um, uh, I've I've been doing uh, lightsaber combat performances since two thousand and five, so that's like about sixteen years. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. And then um, the thing is, um, saber combat like in different in different countries have different. Um, have different approaches to it. Um, the Americans do it differently. The Europeans do it differently. Um, the Asians even uh, even have their own their own way of doing things. But um, but most most of us can agree that um, that saber combat itself has no structure, a, a worldly, uh, a, a global structure, so that everyone um, is on board and into the same thing at once. Which is which I think is a is a great thing because it shows the the creativity and individualism from from each and every person who is into this this kind of thing. Uh, even in even in the saber combat uh, section, uh, it's usually divided into like the actual combat spot and also the choreography part. Um, I've I have like been involved in like. Um, in several uh, martial arts that um, that does um, sword fighting, um, I, I've 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 also like played around with uh, single sticks, uh, fencing kind of um, environment, and also um, chanbara and all that. Um, and I've also actually won a saber combat tournament in Indonesia <laughs> once upon a time. Oh, nice! Yeah. Yes, this is this is the place to flex that. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, when I watch this uh, series, uh, what interests me is that how is saber combat represented in this series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the what you said is really true, right? There isn't like a World Karate Council or World Taekwondo Council that oversees saber combat, and that that's that's also the the distinction that you drew was very important between combat sport and choreographed performance because most of i mean everything that we see in the star wars movies is choreographed performance and it's born mainly out of 
British stage combat. Yes. And then they also incorporate elements of Kendo and, you know, things like that. But the, the origins of Star Wars lightsaber fighting. Bob Anderson was one of the original sword masters and he was also yeah, a sword master a on Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean, Zorro. So that tradition is very much in that uh, stage combat tradition. And there's this great saying about musicals, right? Like in a musical, when the characters have no other way to express their emotion and words won't do anymore, that is when they sing and that's when they dance. And in Star Wars, I think lightsaber combat is the equivalent of that, when there's no other way to express the lightsabers come out and you uh, fight, right? Uh, so I think the lightsaber, I always look at the... Yeah, it's, a, it's the ultimatum, I will do what I must. <laughs> yes, I, I, and then they shrug off the, the, the rope. So I always look at lightsaber duels in Star Wars movies as like musical numbers. I mean, as like I mean, dance like, numbers. Yeah. I mean, uh, choreographed fights are... The very basics of it is basically a dance, right? The dance within two yes. people or more, two or more yeah. people, yeah. I go here, you go here, I do this, you do this, you do this, and then that creates, in the end, a performance. But it has to look like it is spontaneous, it has to look like... It, it cannot look too choreographed at the same yeah, time, right? And there's speaking always, of the choreography... With, just the... with any action scene. Yeah, like, like with any action scene at all, there's a, a balance that you have to strike where... There are some people who do it really, really stylized, and some people who do it, like, they choreograph it to look really, really rough. But I think with lightsaber combat, I always appreciate that element of elegance to it. Of like, it plays out in a wide shot. You know, the characters just move yeah. left to right on the screen. Uh, and then I, I like seeing that. Yeah. After all, it's an elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Uh, absolutely. It's not clumsy <laughs> and random like a blaster. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking, of, yeah. speaking of choreography, I find that the choreography in, in the Lightspeed series is that it's actually not bad. Uh, considering it's yeah. a it's a Singaporean production, right? Yeah, it's actually, yeah. it's actually um quite well. I mean, you can compare it to like some of the um high quality Star Wars fan films out there. The fan ones films, with, yeah, with um lightsaber combat. Like, I it's really interesting because I think there is a lot of passion that goes into this from certain elements of it, like. I, I don't know if there is, I, I can say that there's a lot of thought that's put into the writing or the story, but you can tell that when it comes to portraying uh, the lightsaber duels in the, in like, especially in the tournament scenes, I think there is care that's mm -hmm. put into that. There are people who care about representing that properly. But at the same time, I think the director is Randy Ang, who, if I'm not wrong, he directed this action movie called Resolve that I reviewed years and years ago. And then he directed 1965, uh, which is a Singapore historical movie that was set during like the independence of Singapore. Not a very good movie, but you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's and then it's all sort of the same. It's a very very small industry, right? The stunt coordinator is this guy called Yang Kuang who works on absolutely everything. Like if you look at the credits, you just recognize a lot of names if you're familiar with the local uh, Singapore industry. But it's always nice to see kind of like fresh faces. The actors who play the teenagers are actually young. They're actually in their teens or like early 20s. And um, honestly, like I think most of the characters are quite standard. They are reasonably likable. Um, I guess they, they, are, they can be a little bit annoying in the way that like YA protagonists are annoying. But to me, the most interesting <laughs> thing about this is, of course where do lightsabers come from in this world? Because in this world, there's no mention made of Star Wars. When they describe saber combat, they say, think fencing meets candle. All right, where then the blades light up? Where's, yeah, ex what's that? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, right? They, they cannot like mention Star Wars because they, they don't have the licenses or or the permission to use the, the words or the, the IP. So, but that's that's interesting to me, right? Because like, let's say there are Star Wars references in Friends, right? Because then there's NBC need to go and get clearance from at the time Fox to say Star Wars or to have like uh, Jennifer Aniston wear Leia's bikini in the in the series. Like, where does that come from? Where does the where do you draw the line between? Oh, this is a normal reference because. In real life, when we talk to our friends, we do make cultural references, we do make pop cultural references. I mean, think of something like, let's say, Big Bang Theory, where every episode is just filled with all of these pop culture references. 
does that mean that there's a legal team that has to clear all of this and then could there have been a similar process with light speed because then the alternative is you know like i love the gag and community where there's a show called dr space time which is their parody of doctor who so the <laughs> and then i think doctor who also exists in the universe doctor space time is just like kind of the knockoff or the rival so the whole time i was watching light speed i just couldn't stop thinking of what would have taken the place of Star Wars in this world, and is how it, different is, is this world with no Star Wars? Uh, because in 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 Lightspeed, uh, there's a there's a game that all the kids play. It's called Infinity Takedown, right? So is this like the Star Wars adjacent kind of thing, the replacement for Star yeah. Wars? They don't really go into that, right? Because Infinity Takedown is kind of like I think they are Fortnite or Overwatch <laughs> or something like that. Right, I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it, it, it it most probably might have like sabers in in the game. I mean, like obviously, it's probably too much work for the producers to develop that infinity takedown backstory even more, right? Yes, that's what I would have wanted to do if I were working on this. I'd be like, please I mean, let me write the <laughs> fictional history of Infinity Takedown that originated in nineteen seventy seven. <laughs> Not everyone is Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and I think but that's 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 an interesting element of this because once you remove that, once you remove the whole idea of saber combat's roots in the specificity of Star Wars, of popular culture but specifically Star Wars, then you're kind it's kind of like presented as oh this is pretty much just another sport. It's like funky fencing is kind of how it's treated <laughs> in the world of the show because there are characters who are like former fencing team members and then they were like oh for some reason or another they quit fencing and then they moved into saber combat but what that where the saber combat come from is the big question and to me that is the fun thing about exploring that in a show and they completely don't do that they completely don't do kind of like the the origins of saber combat and how people get into it because i mean even something like fanboys right was a lot about the relationship that star wars fans have to star wars and how the impact that it has on their lives and you know and 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 like star wars is so iconic that specific elements you show some someone a lightsaber and there's the buzzing sound of, mm, you know when it ignites everyone knows that yeah. Even if they're not a Star Wars fan, they know where that is from. And it's kind of funny because in this show, they have like knockoff sound effects. They have like the clashes and then the ignition sounds are a little bit different from a real Star Wars, like Ben Burt noise, but it's recognizable enough that that's what they're going for. So to me, all of these things were so, so funny. And there's a scene in one of the earlier episodes where they go to a saber smith, right? They go to <laughs> a guy who makes, who fabricates the custom lightsabers yeah. and... Interestingly, I I want to talk about that scene. Uh, it's about uh, yes, yes. They basically filmed the whole um, Saber Smith uh, thing at Saber Mac's offices, so that's where actually Saber Mac uh, does all their sabers and yeah, and you can actually see some of the branding in some of the shots. And that's so wild, right? Because this is it's a real thing. Saber Mac is a real. A company that does custom lightsabers, very well regarded homegrown company that has a lot of fans around the world of their products. And yet, Saber Mac obviously wouldn't exist without Star Wars. And there's in that scene where the Saber Smith is talking to the kids and talking about making Max's first lightsaber, in the background is a display cabinet with a lot of replica props that presumably this workshop has also made, including Loki's scepter, <laughs> uh, right? The Iron Man gauntlet and a bunch of other MCU kind of things so, in the background. So, so probably MCU exists in this universe, but right, Spider Man. But in the MCU, doesn't reference Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I couldn't concentrate because my brain was just doing celebrity paradox cartwheels the whole time, and it's it's really interesting because. At one point, the Sabersmith literally says he makes pieces for collectors. Collectors of what? What? <laughs> I mean, why, what are you collecting why, if Star why, Wars doesn't exist? Why do these people collect sabers in the first place? Do they have if a reason? If it doesn't mean why? anything, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, do these people because like... Because it's like... This, okay, let's say, let's say Infinity, Infinity Takedown is a Star Wars replacement. 
yes, so yeah. so these games are like what are played by people from ages 9 to what 60 yeah and it's it's kind of weird right because infinity takedown is it's implied that it's like a massively multiplayer online role playing game that it is like a, a Warcraft or something like that and then it has elements of Fortnite or Overwatch like it has like the action element in it as well but they don't really talk about Infinity Takedown you see a poster of it and you see them kind of reference it and Infinity Takedown is the sponsor of the tournament but they never really discuss <laughs> the characters of Infinity Takedown they're not talking about like oh there's a limited season event you know I want to get this skin there's this drop box you know this this gacha that I'm trying to get they don't talk about It. So the thing that is interesting for me is that the culture, the pop culture element, is so removed from the sport element, and then it just becomes like any other sports drama rather than focusing on, obviously, even if you can't say Star Wars, focusing on the pop culture component of saber combat. That people are doing something that wouldn't exist without Star Wars, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like even even the tournament itself is a uh, is really is it's a bit weird. Infinity Infinity Takedown is the main sponsor of the event, and then you see yes. these random cosplayers who are presumably cosplaying characters from Infinity Takedown, but they are basically, but it's basically run of the mill uh, made uh, anime made costumes. That you yeah, see like cat at, girl costumes, yeah, you know. You yeah, that you see at normal anime, anime conventions. Girls, yeah. So I, I wonder what and, what yeah. what is the deal with this Infinity Takedown and how does it link with Saber Combat? It yes, doesn't the whole time I was watching. Question. The whole time I was watching the series, I felt like Charlie Day in com uh, in, in 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 It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, going like Pepe Silva, Pepe Silva. You know that famous gif where he's standing in front of the conspiracy theory board with the red string yeah. because. <laughs> To to me, it's like yeah. Once you go into this, like there's no world building, but world building is the one thing that will set this apart from any other show. And world building is such an important component to Star Wars. And to me, like I love the meta element of how there is a mythology to the Star Wars fandom. There is not only a mythology to Star Wars in universe, but there's a mythology to how Star Wars. Became a global phenomenon. The different ways in which fans interact with it and assert or express their love for Star Wars, and of course, lightsaber combat or choreographed performance or lightsaber custom crafting and collection. That is one of those areas. So it is so interesting to me that this exists in a world where you can't say that Star Wars exists. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to see the <laughs> process of making that decision of. Finally, one day in MediaCorp, when they're like, "No, we we can't actually say Star Wars exists. <laughs> we have no money for that. Credits will do fine. No, only money. <laughs> yeah, only money. No, it'll be hilarious if they walk past a sandcrawler. Uh, in a, in a, in a, and no, it's like what? the sandcrawler can't exist. What I yeah. really think is that um, basically, um, saber combat is basically just a a lower tier of like. Fencing because most of these guys yeah. are, are are fencing enthusiasts or fencing competitors. Even the 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 sensei person Daniel and his mentor is also a a, a fencer who died. Yeah, the, that's his the, backstory. In, in, in yeah. the backstory, yeah, and and the teacher of the kids, um, who I mean, like when I watched it, it feels like they were like um they were in a relationship prior to this, and then it was like. And both of them probably met during fencing classes or what, or fencing training, and then now they're like grown apart, uh, star-crossed lovers or whatever. Yeah, so that's your sort of melodramatic uh, romance element to it <laughs> is that the school teacher and the lightsaber combat coach slash gaming shop proprietor they had a thing going on, and then something happened when they were in the fencing team. Something happened with their friend, you know, that kind of split the group apart. So there are a total of ten episodes. We have watched eight. So there are there are two more episodes, <laughs> and each episode is half an hour. Yeah, wow! You know the watch party. Uh, no, I mean this is that's the thing, right? The thing is that if you go onto Me Watch, which is the streaming platform of Channel Five or MediaCorp, not just Channel Five, but like all the MediaCorp channels, right? So we have a Sun Time Channel Eight. Like you can see so many shows that they have commissioned 
that are not created in-house by Mediacorp but are created by external production companies in Singapore under the Mediacorp uh, license. And all of these shows, like, you've never heard of any of them before in your life. Like, what is Paddles Up? What is Maisonette? <laughs> all of these random, random, like, like, and apparently people had to work on them. People got paid. There were writers, there were actors, there were crew. But it just quietly appears on this streaming platform and no one talks about it. And I don't know what the purpose of that is because buried somewhere in there could be a really good show. And like last year, I was always going on and on about this show called Chloe, which uh, was commissioned by Mediacorp, but was created by Jewel Productions, which I really enjoyed. I think that was a really good show, especially by Singapore standards, because it was kind of edgy, it was funny, it was self-aware. The premise is it's about a social media influencer who murders like uh, a sexual predator kind of guy and actor, and then she has to cover it up. And then there's an investigative journalist who is on her trail. So there's a bit of like American Psycho to it. There's a little bit of like, you know, she she's a sociopath. She turns to the camera and there's a direct address, like House of Cards. <laughs> and then... But it's also a parody of the Singapore entertainment industry. There's like a stand-in for Jack Neal and like he makes Jack Neal type movies, that kind of thing. So there's stuff like that that is interesting. There's stuff like that that is out there. But nobody's really going to discover it. And I would not have heard of Lightspeed if not for Azmi telling me, Jet, you have to watch the show, you know? No, um, um, actually, it wasn't me who actually first discovered it. It was actually uh, our, our mutual friend, Aravin. I was like, hey, have you have you have you heard of this show? Are you involved in any way? I was like, nope, I've not heard it. I'm not involved in any way. <laughs> so, at, so um, bef- even before we get the cast list, right in the credits, there's there's this list of people from something called Saber Authority. What well, what is Saber Authority? Um, Saber Authority um, purports itself as a, a purveyor of uh, saber combat and lightsabers in Singapore. Um, they actually um, have classes every week that teach you how to duel with lightsabers. But uh, in my honest opinion, uh, it's basically um, Filipino martial arts with uh, glow, glow sticks. Is uh, Eskrima Filipino martial arts? Yes, um, I think it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a basically a Kali and Eskrima piece together. Kali, yeah. yeah, with lightsabers basically. So um, I mean, like I mean, it's fine and all that. I mean, um, they actually somebody on on Reddit uh, years ago was like um, uh, started a thread that says that um, Saber Authority um, is claiming what uh, is falsely claiming what it it. It is. It's like teaching um, real um, lightsaber combat uh, or real uh, martial arts with lightsabers. But um, I think there were there were a few detractors uh, to that uh, to that group. But um, but I'm not here to dive into that. Um, I mean that's a, that's a story that we can like discuss privately. I mean I, I don't I don't want. I mean it's obviously cool that um, people. Um, Join them for the lightsabers or otherwise. Uh, I mean, they 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 also have um, they they hold regular tournaments every year, but they only have like um, a single style. I mean, like basically, if you if you are an outsider and you probably like learn kendo or learn fencing, um, you can't actually join the tournament. So you have to be like a a paying member of the. Of the group, and you come to classes, and then, and then you have to like make a playoff for the tournament or something like that. So right, I'm, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm assuming that the producer of Lightspeed is is a student of uh, Saber Authority, and that's why they, uh, that's why the the produce, that's why they brought Saber Authority in as a, as probably like a consultant kind of thing uh, to to. To show how saber combat classes are conducted and saber tournaments are right, conducted yeah. and all that, yeah. So to me, it is very interesting that they are credited even before the cast is credited. So that means that they have some sort of maybe even creative involvement in the show. But I mean, I am a Star Wars fan and I am somewhat active in the Singapore Star Wars fan community. But this is really like a corner of it that I'm completely not familiar with. And I think like 
there may be people who are confused, like what is the difference between Saber Authority and Fight Saber, which is you know your your organization. So could you kind of like lay out what are some of the differences? Yeah, the main differences. The main difference is that um, Fight Saber is uh, is a choreography group. So we performance. We, yeah, we we perform um, whatever that we we rehearsed many 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 times uh, during training and all that, and we also have uh, costumes on. So basically, we are. I would say 100% immersed in the. I mean, basically, we put ourselves in the Star Wars universe and uh, imagine yes, ourselves yeah. as a, a character in the Star Wars universe, and then we we have storylines and all that, and we we. It's basically a, a theatrical play, but with lightsabers. Yeah, and and I mean, I've seen many performances that you've done, mm. and you have like soundtracks, you have pre-recorded scripts and dialogue, and so when someone watches a fight saber performance, they are kind of watching a duel, and then there's a little bit of plot. There's a little bit of like, oh, who is on the Jedi side, who's on the Sith side, and then I've seen some where there's even like betrayal. You know, suddenly the Jedi steps the other <laughs> Jedi in the back. It's kind of exciting. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I think, but of course, the difficulty of it is that because this is live, you don't have special effects like Star Wars, like movies have. You can't do triple, quadruple backflips <laughs> in midair. <laughs> you can't like use the force and you know hold someone, levitate somebody. So you have all of that has to be done like a theatrical production, like what you said. And I mean, that's the thing that is that is interesting is the element of what is sport. And what is performance, you know? And certainly the lines can blur, and certainly there are things like rhythmic gymnastics, right, or synchronized swimming, or things like that that are sport that has a very high performance component to it as well. Yeah, I mean, like in Singapore itself, there's like a different like components f- to the lightsaber thing. Um, we have ourselves mm. the performers, and then we have uh, saber authority, the saber combat sport. And then we have the saber fit, like aerobics with lightsabers. I think, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Zumba class. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so um, it's interesting. I mean, um, recently, I mean, like the past couple of years, uh, the French Fencing Federation has um, has recognized um, saber combat as part of their fencing sport. So that means. Um, France in France, uh, you can like participate in tournaments and all that, and and you can have like a um, national champion. So basically, they struct um, the French clubs, the French saber combat uh, clubs. Um, they basically model their classes after French uh, after fencing classes, actual fencing classes. So they develop, they've developed their own um, curriculum and standards and all that. Um, interestingly, um, in the neighboring um, Italy, uh, they start. They they also have their own um, lightsaber combat academy. They call Ludo Sport. It started like many years ago, even earlier than the the French saber clubs. Um, And Ludo means light, right? Um, I think Ludo means play. Play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or yeah. game, or something like that. If I'm not wrong. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So basically, um, the difference between um, saber authority and um, the French um, saber combat classes and uh, ludo sport is basically the curriculum. Um, saber authority's mm, yeah. curriculum yeah. is revolve revolves around uh, Filipino martial arts. Uh, the f- uh, French uh, clubs, the the curriculum mainly revolves around. Um, the different styles of fencing, uh, the AP foil and and saber, and right, yeah, and ludo spot is probably like the closest thing you can get to like a an actual lightsaber academy. Like they actually teach you the different. Um, I've seen their curriculum. I've 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 been to Rome and met with them once, and I've I've attended their classes once. Um, nice. They, they actually yeah. have like different. Uh, all the different forms, but they've which they develop themselves, like form one to six, um, you know, makashi, soresu, and all that. But they develop it in their own style. So when it comes to like, uh, so they 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 also have tournaments every year. 
so when it comes to tournaments, um, so when the students basically they start off with form one and then they they branch out into the different forms. Um, you can obviously only like follow one or two forms because it's it's totally yeah. different. Uh, the forms are totally different from each other. So during the tournaments, you can see the different um, types of um, forms clashing against each other, and they have like so they they the way they score points is that um, they you have to you have to use certain moves from your own forms. If not, it doesn't count. Yeah. So the the referees or the judges have to also be well versed in all yes, the different exactly. forms to recognize. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, in universe there are like you said, the different forms have names. Like the only one that I can name is Vapart, which uh, Mace Windu uses. You know, but and that's kind of like the dangerous form, right? That brings you closer to the dark side. But that's one of the things that's fun about Star Wars is the mythology has a lot of layers to it. And the Jedi organization being like a religious kind of organization, there is an element of almost like you know Shaolin monks to it mm, as well, yep. where combat is like part of the discipline of the religion, and there is a kind of formality to it. So I think that formality does attract people to the idea of what if we had it as a structured sport in real life. So yeah, but um, I mean, coming back to the local setting, uh, Saber Authority, they, they are what, what you see in light speed, the tournament is basically what uh, Saber Authority does at the tournament. So they can only score by hitting the hitting the opponent's hands or the head. Yeah, but other than that, that's where the similarity ends between the light speed yeah. universe and saber authority in the light speed um, universe i can see that they they don't they don't particularly like use only filipino martial arts style they i can see like um several uh, like kenjutsu style you can see like max in the uh, in the tournament um he like sheath his sheath, so-called sheath his lightsaber and then like Um, starts attacking once he unsheathes. This is an illegal saber, yeah. move, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so basically, I think what light speed does is basically um, what every other saber combat enthusiast does. So basically, mesh every single martial arts out there and then come up with a with their own style. Yeah, and and it's really interesting because you know we think of. Uh, certain traditional martial arts but there are a lot of modern martial arts that are created there's stuff like the Casey fighting method mm. or things like I mean that's what mixed martial arts is right they're combining different martial arts and then uh, things like Gun Kata which was invented by Kurt Wimmer the director oh, yes. of uh, Equilibrium I love yeah. that movie so it's kind of interesting because like that that incorporates the guns into the hand-to-hand combat where they just kind of like slap the guns out of each other's hands And I think that that is something which I'm always fascinated by by the influence of popular culture on this sort of stuff. I mean, I always say that in the year 2012, we probably saw a record number of kids signing up for archery class because of, of Brave, because of Hawkeye and Avengers, <laughs> and because of Hunger Games that same year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah, in the year 2012, right? And and I think that is to me the most like overall. I find Lightspeed a very charming show. As a film critic, I have to say, like it does skew younger. I think it is meant for like teenagers. You know, it is it, since it does depict the main characters are teenagers. I don't think it's meant for old people like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Because, that like, old, George. It, Jet. Oh yeah, I, I guess not. It's it is a little bit corny. You know, it's a little bit silly, and it faces a lot of the same problems that a lot of Singaporean TV faces. Like. I just don't know why acting looks like that, you know, in Singapore TV. Like my mom saw me watching the show <laughs> and she asked me, "Was this a rehearsal or is this real?" <laughs> I said, "Oh no, no, no! It's not a rehearsal. I'm watching the actual show." <laughs> and it's it's so frustrating because I I'm sure that yeah, I always say there are a lot of talented people in Singapore. You know, I have a passing familiarity with the Singapore art scene. I'm friends with some people who are very involved in it, but it just feels like all the time. Opportunities aren't really given to the people who do deserve them, and things kind of stagnate. They get stuck, and it sort of stays at a level. So, like, 
Lightspeed is not a horrible show by any stretch of the imagination, and it is far from the worst like local production that I've seen. But it is very frustrating in the sense that, as a Star Wars fan, I am looking for the Star Wars <laughs> connection, you know. And in one of the tournament scenes, the commentator says they are moving so fast, they are moving at light speed, and then roll credits. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, it's. But no, that's not what light speed means in <laughs> Star Wars, right? Like, in Star Wars, light speed is when you go into hyperspace. So, <laughs> so it's, it's so like... interesting the phenomenon of the connection is there but not there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that like that drove me crazy watching. Just like, ah, like why? Then what is there in place of Star Wars? The world. Imagine a world without Star Wars, right? Just how different I... the landscape of filmmaking, of storytelling, of pop culture. I don't. I wouldn't want to live in in that world with no Star Wars, you know. Exactly right, and heck, it's interesting I, to see how. Heck, I don't even want to live in the MCU universe, because there's only yeah, the original yeah. trilogy. <laughs> Where would right, we get the prequel MCU memes? Apparently, the prequels don't exist because <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is in there and Natalie Portman is in there, and nobody kind of recognizes them, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that. That 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 is very interesting. No, I love the um, celebrity paradox kind of thing. It happens a lot with Star Wars because Star Wars is so prevalent, and a lot of actors from Star Wars will appear in other shows that do reference Star Wars. Like one of my favorite things is in the beginning of the twenty fourteen Godzilla, you see um, the kid playing with a Lego snow speeder, and the twenty fourteen Godzilla is directed by uh, Gareth Edwards, <laughs> yeah. who went on to direct Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, basically, Star Wars um shaped popular culture like around the world since nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, and and I mean, I love like kind of telling people this. I work part time now at Art Science Museum, and sometimes I'm posted to Star Wars Identities. Star Wars Identities has been extended until twenty seven June. Just a little bit of a plug, but that's still <laughs> very soon. It's still ending very soon. So I signed up to work. At that exhibit, but you know, I'm I'm not there all of the time. Yeah. So I love my favorite thing to do is to tell everyone that Qui Gon's comlink is literally a Gillette yes, sensor Excel yes. woman's razor painted silver, and you sort of see the disbelief on people's faces, <laughs> at least the upper half of their faces, because they're wearing masks, right? As they register the fact that this huge budget movie, someone ran around the corner to the CVS and bought. <laughs> a razor and spray paint that is silver, and that's what the Amnesia is talking and doing the whole thing. And I love things like that. I love all the little bits and pieces of behind the scenes ephemera of Star Wars, and and like just the element of lightsabers alone is so fascinating. You can see why people are so dedicated to it, and why there's so many, as you said, like even different sections of fandom specifically about lightsabers. And there's the law of like you know kyber crystals of why are Sith lightsabers red? It's because it's artificial. They are bleeding. Mm-hmm. The kyber, the kind of thing. You know, so all of these like little bits and pieces, just one component of Star Wars. Already, there's so much stuff to it. So that's one thing that I find there's such a richness to Star Wars. You could never exhaust it. I've been a fan of Star Wars for almost twenty years, and there are huge sections of stuff that I'm completely unfamiliar with. You know. So to me, the fact that Lightspeed takes place in the world with no Star Wars <laughs> and is about lightsabers is the I mean, best thing. I mean, I will not get over this. The good, the only good thing uh, in a world with no Star Wars is that there are no killings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we are trying to make killings happen. No, if no, this never. Is the first time <laughs> you've heard of killings, please go to Wikipedia uh, and have fun with the Darkness Saga. Uh, go read all the books, and you know. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> one one more thing I want to say is that uh, the um, the lightsabers in Lightspeed um, basically produced by Sabermac, our local saber makers. Uh, yeah, you should if you would like what a lightsaber for yourself, then please go and um, give them a shout. Yeah, see, they look I, uh, really, really good. Yeah, yeah, they and look beautiful. Yeah, especially like with uh, newer technologies, you can have a uh, multiple color, uh, multiple color blades. You can have uh, different sound fonts, whatever you want. You can even have like Gundam, um, light sword sounds. You know. Yeah, and and it's so interesting that like the original technology that was used to create the lightsaber glowing effect in the old movies was they literally wrapped it in. 
yeah. you know, like screen material, and, then, and there was a motor that spun it around, and yes. they shone a light at it. And then in the prequels, they just use um, uh, a metal rod, and then they rotoscope the colors in. And then in yes, and then when it comes to the sequels, um, it's actually the producers actually um, use the fans' knowledge and actually one the lightsabers that you see on screen are actually real working lightsabers like that you see like in Lightspeed or the ones that we use. Um, obviously, um, and it's actually made by one of the. One of the custom lightsaber makers in in the US. Yeah, I mean that's really really cool, right? Because the thing is, as much as people are down on the sequels, the sequels obviously they draw on a lot of the knowledge of fans. Like the R two D two robot makers for the sequels are lifelong, yeah, like makers of astromech droids, hobbyists, and they were drawn into it. And yeah, like especially Force Awakens, there's so much of an element of interactive lighting. Of the light from the sabers reflecting on the faces of yeah. the actors, which the, they, they which basically is, come from the lightsabers itself. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That I mean, only like, happens if the lightsabers are producing the interactive yeah, light. I yeah. I mean, like in the prequels, you see that um, there's some uh, color shading on their faces, but it's actually come from a from a different light source, not from the lightsabers yeah, themselves. Yeah, it's not from yeah. the sword. Yeah. Like, and yeah, and and other, my other favorite thing is that George Lucas insists on calling them laser swords. <laughs> George, call them lightsabers. You invented I mean, them, George. Come on. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's not even a mention of laser sword in in light speed as well, if I remember correctly. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. they 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 call it like torch light. You know, they kind of like <laughs> refer to it. Is it? Oh, is it? If I all no, this but is a very the, expensive torch light. The thing is, the newer lightsaber. Technology is that most of them are not torch lights anymore. It's basically a strip of LED running through the blades. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, so when you that's what it is, right? Then. When you take it out from the blade, it's basically just a floppy <laughs> string of LEDs <laughs> attached <laughs> to your to your lightsaber hilt. And yeah, I'm I'm imagining that. Yeah, that and kind of. And string of pearls configuration from the <laughs> rock of the VX gas, and that's what and that's what the lightsabers that uh, the the characters in Lightspeed use, the one with the string LEDs, and not the torchlight uh, kind th- uh, that that we used to use in back in the day as kids, right? The Hasbro, yeah, yeah you know that, right? I I had you know like the episode two or episode one Hasbro telescoping lightsaber. Where you turn the light on in the base, yeah. I still and the I handle was huge like that. Yeah, I still have. <laughs> I still have a few so of them. In fact, in fact, some of my older um, performance lightsabers are also like in hilt LED, basically a torch light attached with a plastic tube to it. Yeah, right. Yeah, rather than it running through the, yeah. the length. Of it. I mean, you see, there's so much to talk about with this. So I think it is such an interesting idea that there exists a show built around saber combat that. Once again, in case you missed it, Star Wars doesn't exist within that world. So, <laughs> uh, I've I've only mentioned it a couple of times throughout this episode. But yeah, I've, if I would encourage you if you have access to me watch, which I think everyone kind of does. I mean, they put episodes on YouTube to check it out, have a look at it, and see why I'm so fascinated by this idea. Because on paper, it is a sports drama. <laughs> it, is it is Karate Kid, you know, kind of thing. But then. You cannot divorce lightsabers from Star Wars, and yet the show does that. So that's what keeps me going. Huh? Every single time, like some other holds a lightsaber, talks about a lightsaber, it's like, where do lightsabers come from? You know, it's like, mommy, daddy, where do babies come from? Like, uh, uh. We can't have this conversation right now. So yeah, that's how I feel watching uh, Lightspeed. So thanks again uh, to you and and to Aravin for bringing this to my attention <laughs> and. You know, support local and no stuff. thanks, Aravin. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's another reminder of how frustrating it is for anyone who's making media in Singapore that there is such a ceiling and it seems so hard to break the ceiling. But this is really a very harmless, kind of cute, entertaining show. And if you have younger kids, you can watch it with them as well. I think it's kind of a, a lot of fun. 
Yeah, so if you want to know more about lightsaber combat and performances, you can obviously reach out to Fight Saber Singapore. You can find them on Facebook, Fight Saber Singapore. Yeah, so and then if you, I mean, if you like costuming, if you like lightsabers and you like performing, then you can actually join us. Yeah, watch some of the uh, Fight Saber performances on YouTube. Go have a look at, at those. Yeah. Because you've done so many at so many events and a lot of them have been filmed and it's really a lot of fun. I always like seeing it live whenever I'm at like, you know, Singapore Comic Convention or one of the Star Wars Day events. I always make it a point to show up for the lightsaber, for the fight saber performances. Yeah, and also, I mean, fight saber usually when, when we do these kind of shows, we after that we have like a... Uh, Jedi Academy for Kids, where we teach um, small children how to wield lightsabers and then and then kill other younglings. Yeah, you always have to keep <laughs> you have to keep your Anakin away from Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. What are we going to do? Uh, 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 a fun f- fun fact is that um, every time we have the Jedi Academy at like say Star Wars Day, and then they are they usually are like. Lightsabers by Hasbro being sold at the event, right? And every time we yeah. ha- we have a uh, Jedi Academy, uh, that's when the lightsabers get sold out every time. <laughs> Hasbro should give you guys a cut, they should <laughs> give you like a little, you know, a little bit on the top, a little bit commission for for moving those lightsabers for them. But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Five Stars and That's No Moon. This is kind of the perfect topic, I think. Like this specificity of a Singapore-related Star Wars thing that also has nothing to do with Star Wars <laughs> that is so, so weird. And, you know, normally we'll be talking about Bad Batch and Kenobi and the standard kind of Star Wars things, but this is such an interesting topic, I find. So hopefully you've enjoyed listening to us talk about Lightspeed and especially enjoyed listening to Azmi relate his experiences uh, as, you know, the, the, the founder of Fightsaber and the experiences of people in the Singapore Star Wars fan community who are focused on lightsabers in the different forms. Thank you, Jed, for coming on and we'll see you guys next time. May the Force be with you. You're welcome. May the Force be with you all. Bye! Five stars. And that's no moon. <laughs> <laughs>